0: The Power 40 Podcast is an uplifting, faith-based podcast that speaks to all that is going on in our world. Our goal is to share inspirational, real-life stories and experiences from notable guests around the country on matters that touch us all. The number 40 symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or probation. We all experience trying times in our lives, but it's what comes from these times that make us who we are. As we depict periods of people's lives. Where the idea of the number 40 is played out, we will learn the goodness that comes from perseverance, determination, and belief. I'm your host, Danica Tramberg, joined today by a woman who is filled with patience, kindness, and understanding as an intricate part of the human resources team with Kazmeric Enterprises. So excited to welcome Dawn Kubiak to the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you, Danica. So tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to pursue HR as a career what what led you down that path?
1: Sure, sure. Well, um, my dad was a businessman. And so like a lot of young women that want to follow in their father's footsteps, mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to become an accountant. So went to UW-Whitewater and actually took my first accounting class and was horrible at it. <laughs> so really struggled. And from there was like, well, gosh, what do I want to do? And so started taking um, some business classes I took a psychology class. I thought that was really interesting, understanding Mm -hmm. what motivates people, how people think, um, how they behave, and then started taking some of the HR courses along with that. So um, including um, training and development, some compensation classes, performance management, Mm -hmm. even got to do some case studies on kind of how businesses operated and, and discovered that was really where I found my interest was and
0: where my passion was. Um, I find it so interesting with when you are in school and you do start to learn, you know, different areas of careers that you could possibly be in, but sometimes they're very different in school, what you learn versus what you're applying or what you're doing on a daily basis. Is there anything that really stands out to you that, you know, is different in your roles that you've been in over the years in HR, as opposed to just what you learned in school? Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think many young adults when they when they go to school they kind of have a preconceived notion of what they want to do. And I think that's one of the great things about um learning is you do start to realize that there are so many different avenues out there. And really I think the most important thing is just to continue to learn and explore. Mm-hmm. And I think HR was very similar to that when I got out of school, actually ended up um, working at Six Flags oh, cool. and recruiting. And I am not a hugely extroverted person. So that really stretched me quite a bit of having to kind of put yourself out there, interview 30 to 40 people a day yeah. and just always be on. And that was probably one thing I hadn't expected from school, but really prepared for that fast pace and and getting to get people to tell their story to
0: you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of understood who they were. I feel like that, is exhausting, like that many interviews in a day, because you have to be super attentive and actively listening to someone. What is that? Like, what do you feel like at the end of 30 interviews? Sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. It would, every week, we
1: would always feel very exhausted. It was, you felt great, because we had 6000 people, we had to hire for 4000 positions. So we're, you know, but still tracking, but also still making those right decisions each and every time. Um, but for sure, it was exhilarating, exhausting. And when we kind of our, our, our end of our hiring was right around May, June mm-hmm. it was really a huge sigh of relief for the team that we had got these positions staffed.
0: That's so funny. What are some key skills that you think people need when they are possibly looking at a career in, in human resources?
1: I think you definitely need to have an interest in people. Yes. for sure. <laughs> um, I think you have to be adaptable uh, because things just change so often. Um, And kind of being able to navigate what's going on, I think you need to be very good at problem solving and Mm -hmm. getting looking in deeper to not just take face value of what you're seeing, but to kind of dig into like, okay, you know, where's the disconnect happening? Where's the greater concern Um, so that you have the full picture? Uh, I think you have to have a continued interest in learning. I think when I think about my experience and and all the way along, all the things I learned from, you know, different mentors, bosses, peers, but then even just making sure that from an HR standpoint, you're keeping up on the trends and the laws. You definitely need that interest in learning.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And speaking of mentors, I think I love to talking about them. And I think it's so important for everyone to have a mentor, no matter what age. I even think having those younger than you is super important too, because you can learn so much from different generations. But were there any people that just really stuck out to you in your, you know, throughout your entire career that you looked up to and you'd wanted to learn from and kind of resemble your pathway after? Sure, that's a great question. Um,
1: I mentioned my father, um, so for sure, Um, uh, he—I'm so proud of what he had accomplished. He had just um, an associate's degree um, from a a school in Canada, and then actually joined um, Johnson Wax and actually changed positions and careers quite often Mm -hmm. just from having that interest in learning. And so that was really a great role model for me. And I have had um, some wonderful bosses as well. And every time I've had a a, a, a new um, boss, I've always tried to learn, take something from them. So I've I've had that experience for sure, and I do
0: appreciate that. That is so nice. What are some challenges that you uh, face in the HR world that are just kind of tough for you, or, or that you didn't know expect to have along the way? Sure, I think probably understanding
1: that you need to balance the needs of the business with the employees mm. themselves. Um, and so it's not a, it's sometimes it's it's not inclusive.
0: Sure. And so those
1: can be pretty challenging um, times when you don't necessarily have a perfect answer. So mm-hmm. just trying to figure out what the best solution is. And at times then you do have, you know, either sometimes it, it doesn't fit well with business or sometimes it doesn't fit well with an individual teammate. And those can be difficult for sure. That's such um, a valid think-
0: point though, I think that you don't always think of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's probably when, um, when you think about, um, the life cycle and employees join the company, they join because they want to be successful and, mm-hmm. and they want to have a great career. And so when there's something that happens that negatively impact that, I think that that tends to stay with you as an HR person, yeah. just as someone that has, you know, that cares about individuals, but then also as a professional as well. And so I, that that probably is the hardest part of being an HR is knowing that you can't always have a positive impact, and sometimes it's going to be a negative. Mm. Um, you can't not hurt when that happens.
0: Yeah, that's very true. What is something that just fires you up about your job? What do you What do you love doing? Sure. Well, I think the po- the
1: opposite of that is having that positive impact on the business and the employees themselves. Um, from an HR standpoint, being able to design compensation and talent management strategies and systems that really get the boat the best for our company, but then also our teammates as well. That's that's pretty exciting to be able to be a part of.
0: That is exciting. Well, I love talking about leaders and mentors and just, you know, this is all about women paving the way in their prospective industries. So what does leading by example mean to you? Sure. Um again I'm going to go back to my dad he yeah. they
1: would tease him and call him that you know he he was the ultimate boy scout and so <laughs> and so I think doing what's right even when it's difficult and having to to confront that you know especially again being in HR we have a lot of ethical wow. dilemmas mm-hmm. and so being able to navigate that and and stand up for what's right and make those decisions even when they're uncomfortable even when you know that that message you're going to be giving to somebody is not going to be received real well, but still having to to kind of forge through and do what's right.
0: That's a great point. Well, what is something that you would say to your younger self, or what kind of advice would you give to someone who is looking at going into the field that you're in? Uh, I would say yes to any
1: experiences (laughs) you can get. There were times where I um, didn't take that opportunity because I was a little scared, a little bit like that imposter um, phenomenon that happens with women, scared that I didn't know enough. I wasn't enough. And so Mm. instead I chose to kind of take that safer route. And I think looking back, I would definitely encourage myself to fail more and Mm. to be able to learn from that as well. I think
0: that's important. I really like that because it's so true. I think we all deal with some level of imposter syndrome. I know I do too. And uh, especially women in general, it's just kind of, I feel like unfortunately how we're naturally wired sometimes and we have to work harder at getting out of those you know debilitating thoughts and probably not even accurate things that we think about ourselves. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think so many women, no matter the age, no matter what field they're in, deal with some sort of level of imposter syndrome. Is there a specific example that you can think of in your life where you wish you would have pursued something, but that kind of limiting belief got in your way? Sure,
1: sure. I, I think probably um, earlier, I wish I would have taken, um, would have um, gone on and gotten into a much larger company and always felt like it always been in smaller companies. And so really kind of kept myself back to, I just can't get there. Now with with my opportunity at Capco, it's really given me that experience and being able to kind of branch out in a lot of different ways that I never
0: even thought of. Isn't that interesting too? Sometimes I feel like I think everything happens for a reason. And even though you think maybe I would have liked to do this or that, God has a great way sometimes of just giving you what you need when you need it and also making opportunities and opening doors when you're ready and when he thinks that the time's right. So so true. (laughs) Well, as we close out today, our conversation and just reflect on the power 40 in our lives, maybe trials we're going through or have overcome. We'll understand that we'll continue to have good and bad days. That's just how life is. But 40 is also significant in regards to time, like Jesus spending 40 days fasting in the wilderness. It goes on and on in the Bible. But if you, Dawn, had just 40 minutes Impact the world, where would you start and what would you say? Sure. That's a great question. I just heard this weekend that
1: 99% of our DNA is identical.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: that just, I I would like to take the opportunity for us to start from that point to understand how much we have in common Mm -hmm. and to really understand each other. And then from there, be able to really appreciate the uniqueness of each other. And I, feel like a lot of ways we don't take enough time to do that. And we're yeah. making judgments with not understanding that whole person, who they who they are, where they've come from, it, to really understand each other. So if I had that opportunity that would really where I would spend the time as having each of us start
0: from an opportunity of seek to understand
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: be understood. I really like that. I think it's so true. I say this all the time, but I feel like too. even this podcast, that's why I love it so much because it breaks down barriers. And all of a sudden you start talking to someone and you're like, wow, we have a lot in common. Or, you know, we all are very similar. Like we all want the simple things in life. We want, you know, we have shelter, food, water, like all of those basic needs. And then there's, You know, we want to be loved and we want to have friends and a good family. And, you know, we've all these similarities and even similarities in you know, our passions and hobbies, but it's so often disguised by how people look or are perceived, or you just don't take the time to sit down and have an open conversation. So I think that would be a wonderful use of 40 minutes and it would teach people so much. Thank you. Well, thank you for this opportunity. This was wonderful. Yeah. Thanks for joining me today. It was so good just to hear about how you got into human resources and how young people can look up to you and also create their own path into what they want to do someday. For more information on the Power 40 podcast, visit powerofhumans.com. Also stream the podcast on your preferred streaming service.